What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, to a much-needed episode of the Dusty Dimes Podcast. I am your host, TJ Plogger, with my co-host, Alan Peters. What is up, Alan? That is me! <laughs> What's going on, man? Living living good so far. I can't complain, brother. How are you? I'm good, man. It's been, it's been a while. Been a while. Uh, Mike, Mike had to step away from the podcast again. Uh, he's focusing on life. I, I respect that. Um, so, you know, Alan's going to be joining me along with Tucker here and there. So, you know, to, just to keep things going today, we have, uh, one of Alan, Alan's favorites of all time, Lehigh Valley college, uh, hockey. I don't want to say stud, but stud, uh, Emma Dorf. So, I mean, that we have that. We have other things uh, to chime in on with youth hockey parents uh, this weekend. Uh, I, I sent Al on the list, so, I mean, he's going to be chiming in as well. Excellent work, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to – I'm sending the invite here. Uh, get her on. Bunch of things to talk about. I know you got a short amount of time for uh, with work and everything, so we'll, we'll cram it in as – as fast as possible. But how, how are things with you? How's Jersey? How's Amazon? How's the promotion? Oh, you know, the uh, the promotion was lag thereof. I uh, I played second fiddle to somebody's second fiddle. And, well, it's business sometimes, you know. It's, it's how it is. But it is. It's, uh, I'm thankful that I'm working through this pandemic. I mean, I can't, I can't complain. This month especially between the stimulus a tax check and like four paychecks. It's not really been a bad, bad no. month. You know what I'm, no. <laughs> I'm about to buy a Cadillac. Well, I, I hear you, especially Style with... Style and profile. I think I just bought an airplane yesterday. I don't remember. Did you? I Vincent, can't remember. Vincent Kennedy's uh, plane or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought his used bird. He, you know, he's trying to take the bird out. I didn't buy a jumbo jet like Drake yet, but we're working on that. <laughs> It's, it's, you know, to tell you, it's those jumbo jets just to get a couple rows of seating, just a couple more rows, man. No, no the world. I fucking hear you, man. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Emma Dorf, what's up, Emma? Hi. It it's been a hot minute, huh? Yeah, it's been a while. How are th- how are things? I think they're good. <laughs> you think they're good? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell with everything going on right now. You just gotta take what you can get and be happy for what you can get right now You're well positive <laughs> to all doesn't know we we've had em on here and there uh with the podcast we had to actually delete one of the podcasts that uh <laughs> we had a complaint uh from <laughs> a human being we're, we're just gonna call him b rabbit that's what we're gonna call him b rabbit um but we're gonna get back into that stuff but first and foremost emma uh we want to start you know your journey in the youth hockey what 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 got you into hockey at a young age as a female um i was a figure skater first and foremost um i was practicing every day at the rink and there was a hockey coach named dennis flood saw me figure skating and um he said no that that's not right for you (laughs) (laughs) you know and he um he invited me to his clinic and i started skating with barbara williams and him um, they really took me under their wing. They picked me up from school every day, got me to the ring. 
Uh, Barbara worked on power skating with me, and Dennis worked on what little hands I have now. <laughs> nice. And moving moving forward, I know you've played, you know, with girls and you played with guys. What What would you think was the most challenging playing with females or playing with males? Um, they were both challenging in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you both... In both, you have to earn respect. Um, girls, um, I found, have a harder time trusting one another. Um, but once you find that good sweet spot in the environment with females, um, you can really create a beautiful family. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're all honest Facts. with each other and open with each other, you can really have a really great group of girls, which is what I would say about my team right now here at Lebanon. Um, mm-hmm. With males, I found that I had to prove myself more physically before I could earn their respect off of the ice. And then once I did that, you know, there was no looking back. We became close as ever. I mean, I remember in high school, they were at my house every weekend hanging out, just the whole team. Um, So it's really just about giving respect and, and earning respect no matter what side you're on. I think that's probably the toughest part for some people because maturity is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, fast forwarding to, you know, you're at Plymouth, Plymouth State, right? That's where you were? Yeah, I was uh, formerly at Plymouth State University. And then I know speaking with you, you had a bad, bad arm injury. And you, you told me you didn't know if you're going to play again, you know, the, the comeback. You know, you worked your ass off, the comeback became complete, and now you're at Lebanon Valley. What was, what was that journey like? Um, it was an unfortunate journey um, to start. I mm-hmm. lost two of my family members within a six-month period um, my freshman year in college. And following that, I injured myself and had to get surgery. And I actually had injured myself before um, – losing anyone and um I played through it um you know just because I wanted to send home some good news for them and um Mm -hmm. after they passed away um it was both of my grandparents unfortunately they both passed away around the same time and finally I was like okay I'm gonna go to the doctor now um and they were like okay well you probably shouldn't have been playing on it this whole time to me it was worth it you're a hockey player it's it's nature. You're going to yes. play on injuries. You, you know that. 100%. To me, it was worth it. Um, they asked me to stop playing, and I awaited my surgery. Um, after my surgery, I was diagnosed with frozen shoulder syndrome. Unfortunately, because of um, COVID, I wasn't able to go and get the treatment that I needed every single day. Mm-hmm. So I was diagnosed with frozen shoulder syndrome. And they continued to insist that I don't play. I got scapular dystrophy. And they kept insisting, don't play, don't play. Um, But, you know, I did my physical therapy from home as much as I could during the um, lockdowns and everything. And found ice time everywhere I could, even if it was 2 in the morning um, at Superior over on Long Island. Mm -hmm. Um, Working out in my garage, I was ordering, you know all the workout equipment that you could. I mean, it was all sold out during quarantine. Um, but 
you know, I did everything I could. I had um, a power outage on the island, actually, during quarantine. And I (laughs) turned on my headlights to my car in my driveway and collected all the weights that we had in the house. And I was still working out, even if it was nighttime in the dark, Um, just doing everything that I could to get, you know, because, you know, you don't need a gym as much Mm -hmm. as as much as I would have loved a gym. Um, I was nervous coming back. You know, the coach here at Lebanon was really reassuring. He had been through something similar when he was in college. Um, he ended up playing in the AHL. Um, so we clicked right off of the bat and I knew this is where I wanted to be. I knew this is where I would be accepted. And he's been amazing. Every time I have an ounce of pain, Um, He has a buddy who's a chiropractor. He calls for me and he's just really supportive. And I made a really good choice as to where I was going to be going next. And I think that made it so much easier to keep pushing even before I got here, because I knew wherever I was going, it was going to be a lot easier than where I was. No, absolutely. And then, you know, you're a Long Island girl, a lot of fucking people on Long Island. And then you make your way to... Lebanon Valley College near Hershey. <laughs> Talk about the change. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, it's crazy because, you know, it wasn't just like Long Island to PA. It was mm-hmm. Long Island to upstate New York where I went to prep school. And then mm-hmm. it was Massachusetts where I played juniors. And then Canada every weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And not, you know, like Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg. Um and then, you know, to go from that and then to the mountains in New Hampshire um, to here. Yep. I mean, I don't know if I can be culture shocked anymore <laughs> than I already have. I hear you. I hear you. you. Know? I hear you. You're well traveled, though. That's pretty cool. Fun fact. I am not allowed to go to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I will ask you is, you know, not many people. I mean, I, I've done it numerous times but not many people get to play in the old barn. What, tell us what that experience is like. Cause I mean, I've done it, but tell the audience oh what gosh. your experience is. Cause that's, that's your home rink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, my, my young, my youngest kid got to play in a tournament in that arena. And it was like, it, it, to him, it was like playing in, you know, the Wachovia center, <laughs> but you know, it's like, but for, as a college student, you're playing there, you're practicing there every day, every week. What's that like? I mean, now that there's, you know, COVID and everything, mm-hmm. it would be nice to have some fans <clears throat> in the stands. I mean, it's a huge rink. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. And, I mean, it's part of the reason I chose this place over anywhere else. Um, Elaborate. Where is this located? It's within it's, Hershey Park. It's the old Hershey Barn, Alan. The old Hershey Arena. With where, like, the Bears played? Mm-hmm. Where, the, where they played, yeah. And what they, it's, you know, not many people know Wilt Chamberlain had 100 points in that arena. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's huge. And it, the music is so loud. Practicing there every day, it's a little hot. <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean, we get to drive in right through Hershey Park when I'm walking into practice every day. There's a roller coaster, like, going over my head as yeah. I'm walking in the doors. And, um our locker room is beautiful. I kept getting lost up until like a month into the season on my way. But I mean, the rink is just gorgeous. It's classic. It's, it's doesn't need to be updated. You know, it's just, it's beautiful to play there. It's beautiful to run around in there. I mean, 
there's like over a thousand seats in there. Anywhere you sit, you're going to have a beautiful view of the ice. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys are you guys you guys are playing. Your season's continued, right? You guys are playing now, um, or you're not. Our season actually just ended. Okay. Unfortunately, we had a um, a case of COVID on our team just as playoffs were about to mm-hmm. start. So, unfortunately, we weren't able to continue on. Now you got you have what you have two years left eligibility. I technically have four years of eligibility left. No shit. Nice. I had to redshirt now, my first year, and then this year doesn't count towards eligibility. So that that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Now moving forward, let's 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 look into the future a little bit here, Emma. <laughs> um, you know, you're a stud on the rink. You know what I mean, <laughs> and I mean that I mean that in the nicest way. <laughs> Do you do you look at yourself going to you know now at the NWHL? Is that is that like a a thought in your mind in the future? I think that that's always been a dream of mine. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, as every girl I believe who plays hockey wants that mm-hmm. for themselves. Um, I obviously would love to be able to do that. I don't know how much longer my body is going to allow for me to play um, yeah. as I'm not fully healed yet. Um, I still have scapular dystrophy. I still have the frozen shoulder syndrome creating a lot of, a lot of pain for me, even in the shortened season that we did have. Um, yeah. I do think that it's going to get better as the years go on. I think that I just need to keep nursing it back to health, doing everything that I can every day to make it better. Um, and if, you know, even if it doesn't get better, if that's something that's an option for me, I would 100% take it. Absolutely. Um, pain usually actually kind of makes me play better. If anyone can relate to that, it's like mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're pushing through something, you know, you find that extra gear, you find mm-hmm. that last gear, and the gear after that, you know, it just pushes me personally harder than when I'm not in pain because, you know, I don't really know anything else now. And yeah. I, you know, now, now, can you, you elaborate on the frozen shoulder? I personally have never heard of a frozen shoulder. TJ, I don't know about you, but I, that might be like I, a, a, I mean, a I know hockey injury. I, don't know. I, I know from what she's told me before when it happened, and it doesn't sound good at all it doesn't sound good at all no (laughs) anything frozen yeah be good i mean it's it's hard to take slap shots for one um you have no motion in your winding i mean it's yeah i guess it's all in your joint yeah i mean like if you've ever done um the shoulder workouts where you do the external rotation yeah um i can't do that anymore so my arm doesn't open out that way anymore Oh, oh man, yeah, oh um, man, is right. So, slap shots are pretty much off the table. Um, I am a you little scared of uh, body contact, but I mean, you can't really avoid it. Um, mm-hmm. so it's either you know, you just you go balls to the walls into the corner, or you or you don't. And you know, which one am I gonna do? You know, <laughs> now let me ask you, have you looked into obviously like you know, CBD and hemp? products in for that because i know it's big you know we had riley cote on he was talking about that and lives and dies by the hemp products and cbd and there's i know there's 
there's cream that I used at Mike. We were actually at a tournament. Mike had hemp cream, and I put it on my knee, and my knee was like fucking gold after that. Yeah, no, I um, I'm actually proud to say I have my medical marijuana card. Um, mm-hmm. they <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they give me topical uh, creams and stuff. That's one of the reasons I was um accepted to get my card was the uh, mm-hmm. frozen shoulder syndrome and I put it on before every game every practice it makes a huge difference I mean it's better than icy hot absolutely yeah absolutely now with with your shortened season right now when when do you guys jump back on who's your coach by uh, the Matthew way? Yankst okay I, I know Yankst um do you guys have a time period where you know you take time off and then you jump back on like midsummer or, or when do you guys get back on the ice because this will i mean obviously the time off will help you out but you know being a hockey player you don't want to be off that long yeah so they um i think we're we were supposed to start workouts right off the bat um right after mm-hmm. our season was over with the covid case we're taking the 10-day period um Yep. And the school had actually asked me to take a week off after the season so they could get a baseline for my specific situation. Um, yep. But, you know, we start workouts right off the bat, like once again, right after the season's over. And I love that because I love being in the gym, especially with my favorite people. Um, mm-hmm. We even start um, – we started last – this past season, we started – captain's practices right when school started um but we were at click lewis um, yep. and that was every day or every other day that we were doing that and then we had you know boot camps and everything leading up into the season so we were practicing six days a week um leading up to the actual season and then while we were in season practicing four days a week some other weeks we'll have like monday film session and then you know Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practice, Friday, Saturday games. Um, I think that we only get really the summers to go home and kind of do our own thing. So like those two to three months yeah. in the summers, but it's expected that you're skating and you're working out. We have workout routines and everything that we share with the team that we're supposed to be filling in. So, yeah. and you know, we always have little competitions for like who can get on the ice the most in the week and you know, who's cooking the best meals. Nice. now the the last thing i have to ask you or or, you know your question here before we let you go you know you as a college athlete and you know obviously you know young girls see you and say hey you know i want to be where you're at someday what could you tell those young girls listening or young athletes now listening to make it to the next level like you did well um i guess Sorry, I didn't mean to stump no, you like I, that. Listen, I'm that I'm that young girl, so I'm focused. <laughs> most importantly, stick to your values. If you play mm-hmm. male hockey, female hockey, even if you don't play hockey, you have a different dream. You know, remember who you were before mm-hmm. the world metaphorically got its hands on you. You know, stick to your values, stick to what's important to you, and don't forget about that little girl, about a little boy, whoever you were, don't forget about them and don't forget about what they wanted and think about what they would say if they saw you now. You know, every time you think, oh, I'll just give up, you know, like, is that what they would have wanted pretty much for you? 
mm-hmm. your past self. So stick to your values, stick to who you are deep down. Don't stray away from that path. And I think that everything you ever wanted will truly come true, even if you don't realize it's what you really wanted in the first place. 100%. 100%. Emma, powerful. Nothing, nothing but love. We we wish you the best. Yeah. You know, your your shoulder injury, Lebanon Valley and Listen, we're going to get you. This is going to be a, this is going to be a short episode, but we're going to get you back on here in the near future so we can talk about, you know, other awesome. things. <laughs> but <laughs> we thank you and we appreciate for oh, interview. Love here. you guys. Thanks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That, that went well, Alan. She has such a beautiful tone in her voice. I could listen to her talk to me all day. I could listen to her talk to me in my sleep. <laughs> she could say anything. She could talk about uh, aeronautical features on Mars. Well, she uh, owes you. She owes you Rice Krispie treats, correct? I know this. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up, you know what I mean? Because it's 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 a little cheesy, but you know, she owes me. You owe me Rice Krispie treats, still. So, uh, I'm how much get how... my Rice Krispies, Emma? <laughs> I'm listening to you. How how much time do you have right now? Oh, I'll rock with you for a little bit. I got, okay. about, I got about 15 minutes. All right. So first and foremost, uh, over the weekend, you know, I was at uh, playoffs, you know, Landon. Yeah, Landon they opened had the buildings. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. Landon, dude, all you had to do was have a mask on to be in the building. That's it. Um, so Landon, Landon started playoffs this weekend, you know, finished the season on a, on a rough note, you know, for all – I, I usually, you know, as a coach and a ref, I usually I don't want to blame the refs. I really don't. But I think after this whole Tim Peel thing that happened with him and his hot mic, these these refs. Yeah, are, yeah, are, I heard about these, that. It's these, awful. These, these these refs are real fucking skeptical now, man. Suspect. You know, we we had a game where, you know, Landon's team was down. They were down one nothing early. You know, one nothing game going into the third period. You know, these these refs are missing all sides, making fucking blatant phantom calls. Uh, Landon's team, you know, ties it up, break out. Landon throws it up to a kid on a breakaway, scores, right? 1-1. We get a power play. Landon goes down, nips the goalie, 2-1. We're like, all right. So then, you know, all the momentum's in our favor. We're going, we're going. Five minutes left in the game. This ref makes... A brutal fucking call. Just just a brutal call. Like, calls a hook when the kid's stick was nowhere near the midsection, nowhere near the feet. The stick was on the ice. They go down. They score in a power play, right? Game goes into overtime, right? Our kid, Alan, I swear to God, you know hockey just as good as I do, right? Probably not, but I'll give you. That's <laughs> nice of you. That's kind. I appreciate when, that. We're, we're in overtime, right? And... Our kid, literally, the puck gets dumped down. Our kid grabs the puck and starts skating. Full head of steam. Their kid jumps in front of our kid. Our kid knocks him down by accident. Like, just because he's got the puck on his stick, he's going, right? They call us for a penalty when clearly... It's interference on them, though. It's interference on them. But, you know, they called the penalty on us, right? Who had possession of the puck? You guys did. We did. That's right, because right, you just picked it up after it was dumped, and you're chasing. You're, gone, you're, right? You're chasing. We're gone. Up. You know, and you know the head coach is going nuts. I'm going nuts. I'm like, there's no way. And then you know, as hockey etiquette, you know, one, it's a tie game in overtime. One, you're not going to call a power or, or a penalty 
And if you do call a penalty, you take both sides. That's what you do. So if you're going to call an interference on one side, you're going to call a rough on the other or an, an interference on the other side. Yeah, you're gonna call. to provoke something that provoked the other, yeah. 100%. So long story short, they, they take a penalty. Next shot, they go in, they score, right? Game's over. We get knocked out of the playoffs first round because of that. It's single elimination, which I, I don't agree with. You know, you play all these games all year and you play one game to determine. I, I just – I don't agree with it. It's but, not really that fair, but it's, it is no, what it is, but, you know. But I will, I will say that, you know, Landon was upset, but he learned. He, you know, he says he learned from it. That's fine. We went down. We saw the same exact team that beat us win the championship. So I, I can't be mad that, you know, the team that beat us, that we took to overtime, the hardest team, you know, they, they, they demolished everybody else. It shows, it shows you know, yeah. real good and, grid and, and we had season two. We played these guys five games this season. Yeah. The team that we played, you know, they beat us three. We won two. It was two two series going into this game on on, on Friday, and shit happens. game, man. Absolutely. So, I mean, if you, if you're out there refing, I mean, guys, it, it don't don't take the game away from the young kids or the older kids because I, I, you know, we were at an we were at the older game that on Sunday, watching, you know, watching it. One, one of my 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 players that I coached before Patrick Aggie was playing with Lehigh Valley Phantoms double A 16s and we went and watched and this is this goes into the whole parents thing in the stands that I I wanted to bring up but you know the refing there they they weren't the refs weren't allowing timeouts to teams they didn't know where to put the puck on a on a power play you know it's it's just it's bad man I, I understand they're in a shortage I really do but you know you need to find credibility in guys that want to be out there to you know help the teams out, not dictate. Enhance the game out. for all parties, absolutely. Exactly, you know, and and being at you know, the, I I swear, man, this whole thing with the parents in the stands, like I literally, I I don't really hear it when I'm on the bench. You know what I mean? I don't I don't get to hear it. But dude, I I've never heard people in the stands as much as I did on Sunday live through their kids on in the stands like just yelling at the refs like getting all fucking antsy and up up and about like guys like let your kid be himself you know what i mean let let them develop as a player let them screw up let them do good things on their own you know what i mean they don't they have a coach they have assistant coaches for a reason don't try to coach them from the stands you know what i mean and that that's it's that's just one of my biggest pet peeves. Like I like I said, I don't really get to see it, but when I do, it's it's brutal. It's like separational issues. You know, it, get, is. it gets it, to the it, point it, where who's playing the game? You you're investing all this money in your kid to play. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about hockey, obviously, but it could be any sport. I mean, shit. If even if it's a girl, it could be like a cheerleading competition. If she's not athletic, like someone like Emma, who's you know multi-dimensional, yeah. you know, figure skating to to you know mainstream ice hockey absolutely and a, a woman can do anything you know don't we're not we're not you know arguing that point by no means but it's just the the options are there's not many options yeah it, there it, it's to me like yeah i obviously i'm i'm one of landis coaches you know what i mean i'm gonna be hard on the kid because i'm his coach because i know 
what he is capable of doing and what he's not capable of doing. You yeah, know what I, I mean? I wouldn't really compare myself into that that nature too much though, because you've never really been one. You're more of a guidance. It's mm-hmm. like if I have a question for you, Dad, you're going to answer the question. You're not going to be a jerk about it, or you're yeah. going to be like condescending about it. Mm-hmm. And then you give them a straightforward answer. There's a lot of parents that beat around the bush, and then on top of it, when, oh, hundred percent, when they're 100%. let down. Now it's like almost like a credibility thing. Like, oh, he let me down. Now I'm, we're, oh, you know, step up, you know, yeah. get the puck, move the body. You know, it's, it gets to a point where you just let them play. We've talked no. about this in previous no, we episodes. Did, yeah. You know, we you, did. you have that drive home where mm-hmm. if it's quiet, it's quiet. Don't provoke yep. it. If it's, yeah. if, if it's brought up, then now talk about it's it. on the table. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I tell you, I've never – I told you just before, man, like seeing Landon score is – it's a great thing. You know what I mean? And just just watching – just watching, you know, his teammates through the season as what they did and they overcame. Like these parents, you know, not only on his team but any other team, if their team does something that nobody expects to do, be happy. Be proud. Let them live in the moment. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I, I'll be honest. You know, Landon's team at the beginning of the season, I don't think anybody expected them to make playoffs. I really don't. You know, it was they, – they, they were a put-together team, didn't have enough kids, right? And they literally overcome everything. You know, they, the team that finished first place in the league, they took them to overtime. They didn't lose a game all season. They took them to overtime, a 0-0 tie. And that that in myself, I was I was happy about. They made it. I mean, it's just that at the end of it, it's just circumstance. You know, like it could have went either way. You know, if it was uh, no. if it's a blowout like seven eight nothing in the first period, whole mm-hmm. different ball game. It doesn't even have to be that high of a score. It could be four nothing, four one. But when there's so much gap, yeah, in space in the score. You know, it, it can go from an enjoyable experience, obviously, to, to a shit show. To a shit show. Yeah. You know I mean, but a zero zero, you're neutral the whole entire. Dude, it was bad. I, I tell you, and like, as long as I've been coaching, Alan, I've it was probably never, pretty exciting. I've never been involved in a zero zero tie going in overtime. Never. How how many kids? Like, let's be serious. This isn't a shot or anything. How many kids are legit? Like, uh. In that game that day, like at, at at Landon's level, like four kids, like five kids, maybe tops on both sides. Yeah, yeah. So it's fair. It's fairly fair then. It's not. No, it was. It was back and forth. I I think Landon had about six or seven shots that game too himself. He probably like, had fourteen goals too. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> He just Another, took six uh, <laughs> shots, but he had 14 <laughs> goals. This kid is the miracle man. Um, one thing – there's two two things I, I want to discuss here. One, notice, I noticed this weekend, I know it wasn't big when we were kids, Alan. It really wasn't. But I, I noticed it around the rink, walking around, seeing it is – is it, this, this bothers me to no end is seeing kids at, you know, nine – Eight, twelve, you know, fourteen years old drinking energy drinks. 
before uh, before they play. It's 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 gonna stunt their growth, dude. I I mean to me gonna... to me it, I, there's numerous factors there. One, you know, you're gonna drink this this highly caffeinated drink before you, you get play. all jacked. Up. You're all jacked up, and then five and minutes, then five play. ten minutes in the game, you're done. You're done. Or, Yes, you gas yourself out, mm-hmm. or you're so jacked up, and then when you exude all that energy on your body, God forbid someone has like a heart I know. issue. And you know that's I mean? not, it's or, not but good. It's not good for your heart. You can pass out on the ice just because just it's too much. Mm-hmm. You're going to get yourself so worked up. Your heart's going to be pumping so fucking hard. Yeah. And then, you know, let's just say, like you said, you know, your, your heart's going that fucking quick during a game. You know, you sit down on the bench, you, you collapse over on the bench because, you know, your heart's fucking going, but your body can't handle it. it it's I seen that, man. And I, I just I, I, I couldn't. I, I'm, I'm like, what? <laughs> I just I couldn't. You know, I never was into energy drinks, no. but because of work, I've recently. No, absolutely. Um, as, as an adult, for an adult, absolutely. You know, it's not good for an adult either, but. Some people drink no. them, you know what I mean? It, it happens to get you going to pep, you know, when you're tired, like here and there. If I'm driving, you know, from a late practice or something and I'm tired coming home, of course, I'm going to get a monster. Of course, gonna, just to keep, yeah, keep it up. I'm going to get a monster to fucking stay awake. Absolutely. But as a young, young human being playing sports, no, I, parents don't do it. Give them Gatorade, you know, give them Powerade, fuck, water, Propel, not Monster, not Red Bull. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, for for their age, I don't know. Yeah, for me personally, it locks me up. I don't even like drinking. Oh, know, I, uh, if I drink it, dude, I feel like I'm gonna have a fucking heart attack. I, I like, nice. I, I just, you know, it sucks. <laughs> it really. I bought the rocks. I bought the rock stuff. How is that? <sighs> well, let's just say that the rock is really good at a lot of things, but not everything is gonna turn out as successful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I put it to you like this. It's you know I don't want to sound like a hater. Yep, I bought I bought it because you know I'm a big fan of Dwayne. I met Dwayne twice. I I love the Rock. Mm-hmm. I love wrestling. I love supporting my idols mm-hmm. in their ventures. Because even if he's got a whole bankload of money, the guy's still got to find ways to make money. You know what I mean? So it's like whether it's you know Ciroc vodka mm-hmm. or you know Zoa Energy, I'm down. Well, I'm, it's like. If you took a monster, yep. you, think of a, think of a Coca Cola can. You you crack open a Coke can, you let the Coke can sit. It's now room temperature, and maybe it sat another twenty minutes on top of that. You didn't even sip it yet, or maybe you're halfway done with the can. Either way, it's been consumed in some form. Mm-hmm. It 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 becomes somewhat flat because the carbonation is no longer uh-huh. in in the soda. So some like it like that, some don't. Zoe is like monster light. If you, it's like if you opened up a monster and you just let it marinate for a while. No. It's not as harsh, but it's not as it, it, it's like thin. I don't want to say it's watered down. That doesn't that doesn't make sense. But it's thin. It's different, and it also has this like cotton candy fruity end to it. And if you don't like that cotton candy fruity end, yeah. it kind of spoil it. Kind of spoils it. Well, I know, kinda and I, now you're telling me the flavor there. I, I, you follow him on Instagram, obviously. You know, for, yeah. for people that don't know, 
This guy will eat about 20 fucking pancakes, right? And I saw he puts peanut butter on his pancakes and tops it with maple syrup going on top of the, what is it called? Zoa? The yeah. Zoa energy drink that tastes like cotton candy. You're like, holy fucking flavor. All the flavors there. Yeah, I know. But plus with that guy, he's all jacked up. Oh, too. God. Like, yeah. All that fucking Fuck. energy. Let's hope he doesn't hit the hockey rink anytime soon. <laughs> Jesus. And one one last thing here I, I, I want to speak about that I, I've been I've been holding it in. You know, I, I've been waiting for the podcast. Let it go. Let it go. I've been I've been holding it in and waiting for a podcast to, you know, express my feelings on this is disrespect in the hockey world for your coaches. And what I mean by that is, you know, hockey players, you know, that have coaches that take time out of their busy schedules and life, you know, to come their families to come coach and and help help the team succeed. You know what I mean? Is you know, you got you got players out there that aren't respecting their coaches, they're not respecting their teammates, uh, you know. Not basically not giving a shit what you say. You know what I mean? Guys, I, I did it for the first time. You know what I mean? I did it for the first time here in my coaching career to, you know, help Landon's team out to coach uh, with the whole COVID thing to help, you know, the head coach out. Great guy. You know, props to, you know, Steve Stack. Great, great coach. Um, and I did it for the first time. And I tell you, I, I just – I, guys, I can't preach enough, uh, you know, players, parents, whatever age group you guys are in, okay, just just understand that some of these people that are coaching, male or female, are not being paid to, you know, coach. Cater. You know, they're, one. They're, they're, not, they're not here to, you know, cater. and in, in, They're there to help you out. They're helping you to succeed. They're helping you to have a team. You know, you guys don't understand the money that they put into the coach. You know, gas two times a week to come practice. Their USA Hockey, you know, all their clearances they have to pay for. Uh, Dudes, you know, et cetera. You know, yeah. hotels they have to pay for for your tournaments. Hotels they got to pay for, you know, for playoffs. You know, and, and if, you don't disres- if you don't respect a coach at a young age, okay, you're not going to be where you want to be in two to three years when, you know, your buddies are playing on the top team and you're still, you know, down here, down on the lower level because, you know, you're, you're not a coachable player. And I tell this to Lane all the time. you got to be a coachable player. And I tell this to all my players that I coach. I say, if you're not coachable, it's not going to work out. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's really not going to work out because, you know, you got to be a coachability. You know, if, if you're sitting here disrespecting the coach and dicking around and, and messing around in the locker room at, at any age, there's always someone looking. Alan, we know this, especially with the world now. There's always something. There's live barn. Always somebody's there, watching. There's, always. Yeah, there's live barn. There's people looking. There's other players. There's other coaches. You know what I mean? It's, this is adaptive to all. That's life. Ways it's life. life. It's life. And like I said, and I, I, I'll leave it on that, is if, if you want to make it to the next level 
You know what I mean? And and I tell you, I, I always said it before that, you know, 10, 10 U peewees are developmental to get these kids going. And you know what I mean? Is But, you know, moving up a level is respecting yourself and respecting your teammates. Because you guys play for your team. You don't play for yourself. You know what I mean? And I, I've heard it time and time again where kids were like, oh, I had three goals. But how many win? How many points did the team have? You know what I mean. How many points did they have? That's what. I, how many games did you assist your yeah, team in winning? But I'm saying, how many points did the team have? You had two points. It's two points or zero points. You get two points for the win, zero points for the loss. Of course. So how many points did your team get? And I'll leave. I'll I'll leave it at that. And that's my that's my event session. And I I, I mean I want to give a I want to give a shout out here, Alan. Okay. To shout, shout out. out, you know, I, 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 shout out loud. I currently did a thing, you know what I mean? That I thought I'd never do. I, I joined, it's going to sound, it's going to sound stupid, but I joined, you joined the, no, the PTA. No, I joined an Xbox hockey league. Oh, word. Yeah, dude. It's, it's pretty sick. You know, you, you get together, you get drafted, you play with other people, you know, all around the world. You know what I mean? And my shout out here and this guy, I told him about the podcast, you know, my special sauce. That's his, that's his gamer tag. Give him a shout out here from fucking you know Canada, living up there. Oh, uh, what you know yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. So you know he he's he's all about the podcast, man. All about it. You know what I mean? And you know it's a quality podcast. Yep. And it was fu- those, those guys, those <laughs> dime, dusty dime guys. Um, but yeah, uh, guys, it's it's been a long time here. You know, like now that we're getting back in the groove here. Yeah, uh, you know, I had to. Retool, re- get things going back again. You know, you know, Mikey, Mikey leaving was a was a shock. He had to, he had to take care of some things in life. You know, he, he wants to come back. So, and I respect that. You know what I mean? He's my boy. Um, but we have we have some people coming up here. Uh, and I I didn't tell Alan. You know, we I sent a message out to the Flyers with Ian Laperriere. So he's. I don't know when he's going to be on with the whole season going on right now and, you know, the way, the way things are going in Philadelphia. So we got to wait on that. But he's confirmed. Uh, Peter Budai, you know, former NHL goalie. Uh, I just got a message from Christopher Stieg, you know, former Stanley Cup champ with the uh, Blackhawks. He, he's confirmed to come on. And uh, I got other feelings. Oh, yeah. What about the landscaper? Is the landscaper confirmed? Who's that? The landscaper. Uh, Landon? No, the landscaper, the guy outside who's cutting <laughs> the bushes right now. Is he confirmed? No, we got, you're a dick. <laughs> That's great. We got uh we got other I got other feelers here for you know other other people. We're gonna get back in the groove here. Uh, like I said, Alan's gonna be, you know, co hosting me along with Tucker. So uh again, we're gonna be back in the groove. I know this is our first podcast since January. But, yeah, it's a long time, man. I, I've had I've been wanting to do it. I've been wanting to do it, you know, waiting, waiting. But I didn't, I didn't want to rush into things. I have nothing to talk. The time was yeah, right. Nothing to talk about. It was about. a good podcast, Yeah, too. nothing to talk about. Um, but, um, yeah, we want to thank our, our, our sponsors, Goodwood Hockey. They're doing great things for the hockey community uh, with, you know, John Chiavo working in the, uh, the – work working his magic in the uh, SPHL with Huntsville. They give back the game. Go check them out on Instagram and Facebook. Um, 
want to give a shout out to actually Alan is uh, Cream Customs. Nice. Cream Customs. Uh, been reaching out to each other. They're they're hooking us up with uh, shirts and hoodies. Uh, I, I can't I, I can't you know take credit for that one. That's all Alan because Alan you know advertised them and I reached out to him and I, I told him that you know Gerber Jennings was a huge 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 fan of their product and you know he's he was a co-host on here so they they hook they're hooking us up with uh shirts and hats but we're gonna go check them out on uh really? yeah dude that i'm i'm nice. you not go check them out on instagram at cream customs also at8 hockey go check them out on instagram and facebook and i mean that's about it uh till next time alan thank you i appreciate yeah stay dusty <laughs> stay dusty